Hi, I'm Kana Costa, and you're watching 110 Football. Thank you for that assist, Kellen Acosta, and I want to shout out to the early guys in the chat. We'll get to what is going on on the screen in a second. I can't ignore that, but what up, Gav? What up, Thickety Wickets? Andreas. And for all of you in the chat, these LAFC 360 shows are so much better when you guys are a part of it. So please, chat as much as you can amongst yourselves. Chat with us. Chat at the Wicked Witch of the West, or what it's... Uh, Connor Klopsis is joining me. I'm Vince LaRosa, and uh, that is listed as Christian Philemon, although I feel like there's some kind of alter ego going on here. Uh, explain yourself. Is that is that a, it's a, it looks like it's an Oktoberfest hat, because it looks like it has a Hofbrau on it. Uh, Philly, what's going on here? No, you're absolutely right. Considering the fact that we're going on an international break, I figured that it was time to be internationally jovial because the next time we're going to get together happens to be in the month of October, and October is one of the greatest months as far as German history is concerned, Oktoberfest. So if we're gearing up for international break, I'm gearing up for Oktoberfest, hence the Hofbrauhaus jersey and hence the 1998 Jürgen Klinsmann World Cup jersey. Incredible kit. I love that Germany jersey. But I want to ask Connor Kolopsis, Jurgen Klinsmann, best known to you as what? Uh, a bad U.S. men's national team coach. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I figured. Uh, he was once a very good, very fine that's player. my generation. Yes, that is your definitely your generation. And again, I want to welcome everybody in. You're watching us live. Get in the chat. Get involved. We start off with three big questions here and you guys can get involved in this but we will take the reins to start and then we'll give you guys the chance to ask your questions and that you can kind of go anywhere you can ask a question about lafc you could ask a question about philly's hat you can ask a question about connor's facial hair uh no one has any <laughs> questions for me i'm i'm impervious to those things uh but i will start us with our three big questions and we'll kind of move, go around the horn here we always start with what happened uh, obviously, as you see, as you see on the rundown, LAFC three to one over Houston. I will take what happened, guys. What happened was this. I honestly feel it was a game of two halves. Although LAFC went in two one up at the break, thanks to two Carlos Vela penalties, and I do think that LAFC generated a lot from its front three. The defense was okay-ish. Uh, midfield had a tough one in the first half, uh, and I think the passing in general was a bit sloppy. Second half, though. I will say I was very impressed by LAFC. Despite only scoring one more goal to make it a little bit more comfortable, they really controlled that game. Ryan Hongshead, who I don't think had his best game, but I will give him credit for this as a veteran player to put that behind him and still finish that goal the way he did with as cool of his head as he yeah. had in the 18-yard box was a big thing. So for LAFC, are they back? Mostly. Uh, it was a much more entertaining game Almost. to watch. I think it was much more palatable, but I would say there's still room and lots of room for improvement. Guys, how do you how do you feel about how I broke down what happened? It makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, and I think all in all, the 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 players, the the the, the technical staff will be happy um, with the performance uh, at hand. I think the 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 most important thing was getting three points before going into an international break, and we did just that. Philly, Andreas is in the chat saying, liked Bawanga. One guy I did not mention. Why don't you talk a little bit about Denny Bawanga? How would you feel about his play? 
So Danny Buanga obviously coming in, having played in the French top flights, the captain of the Gabonese national team, a team in which Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang plays on, coming into our team, getting the nod, getting a lot of playing time initially. My, my, my initial reaction to him coming in was nobody, how, how's he going to communicate with people? Nobody on this team speaks French. How are they going to communicate with this guy? And initially, early on, you can see the lack of chemistry and the inability for the players to start to uh, communicate with each other. But as Danny Boanga is starting to mature and getting more minutes on the pitch, you're starting to see a lot of those levels of brilliance that our scouting team saw. He had a, he had a couple of opportunities in which he almost punched the ball in the back of the net. We're seeing some really good stuff from the Gabonese International and uh, it's only a matter of time before he graces all of us with a couple of banger golazos. The guy is good and he's shown flashes of brilliance but like with everything that we've done over the course of the past couple of weeks, it's only a matter of time between before this chemistry starts to, to mesh but Denny Buanga certainly has showed like the tools that he has and the fact that he's going to be a threat moving forward. Chat coming in hot. They're keeping you in check already, Philly. Maxime Cropot does, in fact, speak French. Uh, so, no, not the only one that speaks French out there. Uh, but he is farther back. But I'm, I, I was far- mainly referring to the forwards. That's fine. That is fine, yeah. and you are absolutely correct. I'm thinking more along the lines of him starting with, with Chicho and him starting with Vela. That's actually what I meant, but thank you. Maxime Cropot does speak French. He is Canadian, after all. And that's why the chat's here, to keep us, keep us on the level. I do want to say one quick thing, dipping in the chat again. Congrats, Andreas, getting your season ticket tickets back. Uh, two, out of th- two out of the three members here have had season tickets for the longest time, Connor and Christian, and they can tell you how great of an investment that is. I will just add this. LAFC, I think, is now on like a 30-game streak where they have scored a goal. So you go to bank with these season tickets, and you know you're at least going to see LAFC score one goal, and they've won nine straight there. They've only lost once this season. So it's always a good time. It's always nice when you have a team that you can go see, and you can pretty much count on them uh, to score goals and to win games. Uh, You really can't ask for too much more, uh, but I won't get too much into that because I know as LAFC fans, we ask for a lot more. Um, but let's move us let's move us right along. I think we did a pretty good job of what happened. We're now going to talk about what we learned, and I believe that is Philly taking the reins here. Philly, what did we learn from this match? I'm surprised you didn't refer to me as the Wicked Witch of Burbank. Thank you very much. Now, what we did learn, <laughs> what we did end up learning, is uh, the fact that Carlos Vela is becoming a reliable scorer when it comes to the 12 yard, the 11 meter box. I was very reluctant to believe that Carlos Vela was going to score a couple of goals. Now, Steve Clark, the goalkeeper of the Houston Dynamo, which, by the way, he has a really incredible story, a very unheralded, disregarded player who pretty much lived out of his car and worked his way up to the position that he's in. Google Steve Clark. We all know him from his time in Portland, and we all obviously know him this season because he was a heck of a goalkeeper, and he did a great job against LAFC a couple of weeks ago down at PNC Park. Uh, What was up? I was going to say, you know what I remember most about Steve Clark? Not disregarding all the positives, but that uh, Columbus Crew MLS uh, Cup final. Oh, oh, yeah. The blender. Do you remember yeah. Diego Valeri's goal? Oh, I, <laughs> no? Yes. That's no. true. I I actually will add that uh, LAFC were in on Steve Clark, really wanted to try to get him before they ended up pulling the trade off for Maxime Cropot. So they rate him highly as well. Yeah, no, he, but, he's but a good go keeper. No, so what I was getting at was Carlos Vela, historically for our team, obviously one of the greatest scorers that we have seen, but not the greatest from the penalty mark. So um, 
him getting up there to face Steve Clark, a guy who's been a thorn in our side, no pun intended, having been in Portland, uh, he can he can do it. He can come up, rise to the occasion. I don't love, though, the fact that Carlos Vela is the one taking these PKs time after time again because his uh, goal ratio, not the greatest. Chicho Arango, on the other hand, is batting a 1,000. And in a world of what have you done for me lately, Chicho Arango is flawless when it comes to taking penalty kicks. Carlos in- does them. I don't think he hits them, though, with the amount of power that Chicho does. So what we have learned is Carlos Vela obviously can go back to doing that. But in the big moments, I'm still a little hesitant and reluctant to let the king take on that that role and responsibility. I still believe that Chicho Arango should be the one taking PKs. In the world of what have you done for me lately... He just scored two penalties in one game. What more of a of of, of proof do you need from Carlos Vela? He buried two look, last game. Look, Wait, I love Charlie you, Candles. Did you guys scoring feel, goals though, number I, I, eleven and twelve? But I, I still don't feel confident. If you looked at if you looked at it, the power behind both shots, it wasn't that much power behind it. Well, All he has hey, to look, do is make this. I, I know he likes to be cheeky and creative and clever. But I want to yeah. see a guy go up there and absolutely smash the hell out of the ball. And that's not something Carlos Vela is going to do. I, I don't care how hard you hit it as long as it crosses the line. Um, I would say that, yes, you're right. Carlos has missed a couple penalties. I don't look his penalty record isn't as bad as a player down south, uh, a former Mexican national ooh, team player. Ooh. Uh, well, no, no stupid Penangas behind his repertoire. You're yes. right about that. Yes. Yeah, so he makes the right decision in that regard. Um, I will admit, though, when he stepped up, there was a bit of. I was a little bit concerned because he had missed an RSL, but then I realized that RSL game, that RSL penalty, there's nothing on the line. And I feel like Carlos Vela with nothing on the line come comes back down to human level a little bit. But once it's on the line, I I feel like I I really do feel like I trust him. Um, And, and honestly, he only has a couple misses because he's taken so many. Let's not forget Chicho Rongo's first goal for the club was a penalty. They took, and man, he made that one as close as you possibly could. He put it off the post. And I, again, I'll back, I'll, throw up my hands and say as long as it goes in I don't care but it's not like he exactly you know it's still confidence in every single one he took still batting a thousand though Vince until proven otherwise he's still batting a thousand that's fair but Carlos is still the captain and if Carlos wants to hand the ball off I trust Carlos but I at the end of the day I just I I want Carlos hit at the spot I want the captain taking that kind of responsibility uh and then we can take it from there some people are, are shouting out you know, Gareth Bale can hit a penalty or two. There's a lot of actually, I would say Christian Tail probably I, hits penalties. Bolongo, I'm sure, can so hit penalties. So we have a plethora of options on the team that can probably hit a penalty better than anyone here. So, uh, oh, I yeah, trust no Carlos, doubt. I trust Chicho. I trust Christian Teo. I trust Bolongo. I trust Bale. And that's a good feeling when you trust maybe five, six, seven guys to be able to bury a penalty when you need them Shit. to. Champagne problems, Don Perignon dilemmas, that's what we have. But when I have somebody, I want an assassin 12 yards away from the box. And looking to the right of your shoulder, Connor, I want somebody who looks at the goalkeeper the same way that shark is looking at me right now. And I don't think that's Carlos Vela. (laughs) That's Chicho Arango, baby. Chicho the shark Arango. I mean, th- this is a fun conversation and one that honestly it happens all over the world. I mean, it's not just uh, it's not just an MLS problem, not just an LAC problem. Like, who takes penalties? There's so many coaches that after a game have to get up there and go, 
okay, we have a normal penalty taker, but he passed the ball to someone else. So this is this is always fun. This is a conversation that will go on the test of time for in, in football part, circles. Part of me loves Andreas saying, why not just do a little rock, paper, scissors? Have like five players come together and <laughs> do like a joint rock, paper, yeah, scissors. Yeah, but they have to wins. make it overtly obvious that that's what they're doing. And then like oh my God, guys yes. through the process, then I would love that. And it's it, and, it and might the, be like a mind trick to the keeper. Right? And, and the, and, and the celebration. The celebration should be this, and then obviously the ender, the winner just like falls after he scores the goal. That that's that's fun. Let's have some fun. Football is fun. Sports is fun. Real life sucks. We love football. <laughs> Says the guy with the witch hat on. Uh, we, <laughs> it's uh, the best drinking hat. Connor Klopsis has the third question that this panel will answer, and it's where do we go from here? And I want to remind you guys, as Connor is answering this question, you guys start getting your questions going because we're going to go from here to fan questions. Um, so start asking them now. I'll keep an eye on the chat while Connor's talking. I'll try to pull one out there. But any questions you have, LAFC-related, soccer-related, it can even be Connor's favorite movie, Finding Nemo-related, let's go with questions. And now, Connor, where do we go from here? So that's a good question, Vince. Where do we go from here? I mentioned on the top of the I'm show glad, that I'm glad this I asked game it. I'm was... glad we put it into the show. Yeah, it is a good question. No, I'm, it's good. Who who even wrote it in? The the where who writes? We that? have we have this mysterious ghost at a keyboard that just types that in. I don't think anyone's ever found out Whoa. who is in control of that. The great and powerful. Uh, but Oz. this I, I I mentioned on the top of the show that this game was important for for numerous reasons. One being. Regardless of of how much momentum we have now off of this win, I believe it's very important to have gotten that win right before this two-week break. So we have 11 players going on international duty. Uh, I saw that from uh, Ben Vergen uh, on on Twitter. 11 players. That's that's a big chunk. One, kudos to LAFC for having 11 players who are good enough to be going away on international duty. And there's some positives to take away from that and some negatives. So... I'll, I'll I'll open it up to to a little more uh, of a broad discussion, but is a two week break a good thing for LAFC at this point? Maybe it is. Or do you want to do you want a game next week and just be able to carry that Houston momentum into Portland? I will ask. I will answer your question with a question of my own. How many players did you say from LAFC were going on international duty? Eleven. Eleven. Although a bunch of them are your Tony Leones, your Christian Torres. Uh, Nathan Ordaz, guys that like are are part of LAFC, but not necessarily guys that we're worried about counting on uh, in the next couple of weeks and or playoffs. Okay, so I'm going to ask you another question. How many of the guys going on international duty do matter to our roster? Uh, you got Sifu, Chiki, Bolonga, Gareth Bale. Uh, I'd say seven, a seven, yeah, a solid seven. Uh, Kellen Acosta, um, I, Maxime. And in, in, in the chat, Gus, William, a lot of people are asking this: Is the international break going to hurt, hurt us or help us? Um, I think the biggest thing is I'm not worried as much about momentum because I, I know that, look, the chemistry talks have been huge. And I just think that chemistry actually comes more with game time and hanging out with guys. And I think that a video is a good place for that. I, I don't necessarily think that that's going to kill the chemistry in that way. But what I do worry about is Kellen Acosta is going to Spain. Uh, Sifu and Chiki, I believe, are also going to Spain, Germany. These are long trips we're now talking about. That's my concern because all these guys, their final game is going to be on Tuesday. They'll leave Tuesday night. They'll get in Wednesday early morning. Uh, you, you can't train that day. So basically train Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday before the Portland game. So that's that's my worry. Just the travel in a long season, a compacted season. That's what I worry about. 
All right, all right, Vince, you're saying things that apply to old men like you and I, not to guys Connor's age and guys on LAFC. These sound like hangovers that are easily redeemable from. That is an ability know, to like really come back from quickly. Now, the players that matter for our club are going to go out there and raise their game because they're playing with much better competition. And more importantly than that, even though we're going on a two-week break, that doesn't mean we're just chilling on our couches and playing the last rendition of FIFA before EA Sports rebrands that. These are going to be guys that are going to be doing something more grueling, and that's going to training. Training is always going to be more brutal than an actual game. The actual game time is the reward for all the hard work going into training. And Steve Chirondolo said it. This will be my third time on the show saying it. He wants to put in the lineup that he believes is going to win. And these guys are going to go out there and be grueling and take care of business. This is going to be a good break and a good experience for our boys going international. And the momentum is high. The confidence is high. We're going to go into Portland and take care of things, and we're going to smash Nashville at Bank of California Stadium. So the question you pose is, where do we go from here? To quote the uh, name of a song by a band I love called Motley Crue, take me to the top. That's where we're going, baby. To the top, black and gold. And I do, and I do want to mention that hypothetically, if playoffs were to start right now, the two teams that we would face in the second round would be either Portland or Nashville. Two teams in which we play until the playoffs. So these last two games in regards to where do we go from here, I'd say it's now that we've clinched top spot and, of course, we're going for the Supporter Shield, this is like good preparation. Two good teams in the West to prepare for playoffs, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, I felt like the lineup was very much in a preparation for the playoffs. And maybe that's going to, as we go, segue from where do we go from here to to fan questions, you have a great question from Soccer USA. What is our best center back pairing going into the playoffs? I think the whole lineup was a playoff type lineup. And I think the even the pattern of subs uh, with the way they kind of changed out wingers uh, for a fresher Gareth Bale and Mahala, who, man, Mahala looked like he was shot out of a cannon uh, when he came into the game, which I, I'm going to love come playoff time. You get Teo to come in there. It's interesting. I, I, I agree with you, Connor, especially with the teams that we're going to be playing in the next couple of games. Steve should kind of use these as curtain raisers for the playoffs. I want to win the supporter shield as much as anyone. But if you can tell me that first and foremost, I'm going to get this team prepared for the playoffs via these matchups. Uh, I think we would all take that because we've all agreed. It's it's a really MLS cup or bust supporter shield is just a nice extra. And uh, in, in, in a weird of, way, we've I already think... gotten to CONCACAF Champions League. We've already got home field advantage in the West. I, but I also believe that a two-week break prior to those matchups may also be a good thing to even prepare for those matchups. I don't know. I, 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 I can't help but feel like there isn't too many negatives uh, coming from these next couple hey, if you're, weeks. If you're Giorgio Chiellini and Carlos Vela, you're enjoying these couple of days off. The, for all the you guys that maybe don't know, for the guys that are staying home, they're going to get an extra couple of days off. Steve's going to allow them to just kind of relax, recuperate. It's been a long season, and then they'll get back into training. I think the bigger concern, and Philly kind of alluded to it, was when a te- when a player goes into international duty, it's obviously an honor. It's it's a tough thing to do, but they don't train as hard as LAFC does on international duty. And so LAFC always has to worry: is a guy like Sifu losing a little bit of fitness because over the next two weeks he's he's not doing as much as they would have had him doing if he was here at LAFC. So th- those are those are concerns. But I want to bring us back to um, the center back pairing. You guys, uh, who is your center back pairing in the playoffs? Kilini Maria. There's something, yeah. There's something about that synergy. Like I separate them. Obviously, you know how I feel about Kilini. I actually am a, a high on Maria. I think he's been best eleven quality. But there's something when they're together that yep. raises Maria's game so much higher. 
And I love Eddie. It just it's so it was such a long term injury. I don't think he's quite at the level he was at. And not not and I don't mean that in a bad way because remember what his level was at was you know, being snubbed for defensive player of the year type level where he wasn't getting the votes that like a Walker Zimmerman was. Uh, but uh, I'm kind of with Philly. I, I go Chiellini, Mario, just because of what I've seen. But Connor, you look As like- much as I want to disagree, I can't help but feel the same way. Um, regardless of what the pairing is, just make sure it's not Mori and Segura <laughs> together. I- because last time they were they were together, look, it's all relative to to the one game, 90 minutes, right? And I'm not going to evaluate my opinion on just 90 minutes of a game. But it wasn't too pretty of a showing when when those two played together. Regardless, Chiellini has to be starting come playoff. No, I, I, I agree. I think he's earned his roster spot. I think he's earned his place in the locker room. And I think he's earned his faith among us in the stands. And Connor, by the way, I know you love being a contrarian. There's a lot of money to be made from the, that perspective and, and that's a good thing and I, and, and I love your takes especially when you call out scores like five to zero I think you need to continue doing that but this this Mario I'm living Chiellini, off of that oh no doubt this Mario Chiellini pairing it's not going to be something that's going to last very long because I don't believe that Mario is going to be here for the long term Chiellini might be here for another year and I think Eddie Segura will make his place back into that starting center back position I think at this point but though, in regards those two to we're going to end up winning this and, year well well, yes, that's fine, but I still think like Chiellini Mario still gives us a, a, an amazing pairing. And worst case scenario, if there's a yellow card here, which you know Mario's prone for, uh, we have Segura coming off the bench. That's uh, again champagne problems, Dom Perignon dilemmas. Mm-hmm. Quick question from uh, Leonardo asking about yellow cards. They do reset, so we don't have to worry about that. We can just we can we can move on from that. Thank goodness they do for Mario. I and- like where Philly's heads at though. As much as I like Mario, I think this is the best he can play. And if there's interest. You might want to sell while while his value is high. Connor, you had something you wanted. You were I, I do. I uh, Andre is asking if the the Portland game is a must win. Um, must is a strong word. Uh, definitely a high priority. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. it, there's no no doubt that everyone involved with LAFC LAFC's intent is to win these next two games for for the reasons even the chat is saying the chat is pretty knowledgeable because not only are those two 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 wins hypothetically good for the supporter shield right it's in our own in our own hands but no that's good momentum good confidence going into the playoffs if you can end the season with three wins against western conference opponents going into playoffs that's what you want Ulysses uh, has a really good statement in the fact that Chiellini ages like a fine wine. We might as well just call him Chianti Chiellini. I, I love what he's doing. and I just He just looks like he's having a good time. It's so funny seeing him take down somebody, and then you know when he realizes it's his fault, he'll lift him back up and give him a hug and a kiss on the cheek. There's something lovely about this level, this version of Chiellini that we haven't seen during his Juve days. I don't know, Vince, you might disagree with me in that regard. I, I like, oh, I like wait, Gus saying... I like Gus's quote. Murilini is what we're going to start having. (laughs) Brilliant. That is brilliant. Get that hashtag trending. That is good. Uh, I would say for Chiellini, it's just different. You know, when you play at Juventus, you play in the highest levels of Europe. Uh, The game's just a little bit faster. And I don't mean physically faster. I just mean the decision making. And I think he's come here. In MLS is a physical league, but they don't make the decisions quite as fast. So it, it almost seems like he's always a step ahead. He's reading the games differently. It's because he's seen everything. I mean, there's no play that he really has not seen. So he just always seems to be in the right place at the right time. And that's where it just seems a little bit different. And then for those that don't know, he's always been a great passer. 
Um, so now we're really starting to see it because he's being counted on more. Whereas at Juve, his passing was just a plus add-on where you had some good passers and some good players. But here, we really need him. Um, and I want to go back to the chat because everyone's – the chat, you guys are on fire. There's a lot of great questions. Uh, Williams is asking, do you feel that Steve feels obligated to make super subs to bring in a bail or keep – or does he like to keep rotation guy between guys to keep everyone happy instead of having a starting three? I'll start with this. He does have a starting three. I mean, Boanga's kind of cracked into it, but like Chicho and Vela were have started every game. I mean, there, there's not really no unless there was like full rotation. I don't think it's so much keeping people happy, but uh, you guys will remember that one of the big things we were talking about in the first half of the season was the super subs. So Steve, this has been Steve's mo the whole time. It's a 90-minute game, and you have five subs. And LAFC has a depth that I don't think we've seen in MLS. So when you ha when he have an, an opposing coach that goes, hey, my starting 11's pretty good, but at the 60th minute, I got to look at my bench, and I'm worried about the next man up. And Steve goes, no, no, three guys in right now. Two more on top of it. I mean, why wouldn't you bring in fresh legs? I don't think – I think we all put too much into uh, Bale and what he – you know, Steve is – Still the boss, and Steve is reasonably played. so though Vince, right? Like reasonably so. It's Gareth Bale, and of course, like as much as I want to sit here and provide context on to why maybe he's not uh, producing the numbers that we all want want him to, and maybe expect him to, um, it's still Gareth Bale, and I'm not going to uh, disagree nor hate on on people with the opinion that he should be playing better than he is because in a weird way i think he's probably been the most underwhelming signing thus far just due to i'd say the expectations we've given him um right. and again maybe it's okay as vince was alluding to we have like great options off the bench like the only other player currently that i would say maybe gets a nod for the starting 11 would be mahala just because he's integrated so much with this team and he, he's produced pretty pretty well this season but i don't really see teo or bale um it, come the playoffs already cementing themselves in the starting lineup the way Bowanga, Chicho, and Vela have. Chicho and Vela throughout the whole season and Bowanga just recently. So um, I'll move on to uh, to Craig's question about Corey Baird. Uh, what was the feeling after after that goal? I will say my first gut reaction was that was a beautiful goal. Like as really much as I wanted to be like, damn it, they scored. I was also like, I was like a banger, not going to lie. And then when I realized it was Corey, I was like, ah. Yeah, it was. Okay, we'll, we'll Kar... score. We'll score. We'll let him have yeah. that. The pass from Karaskia, amazing. The collection, yep. the finish, amazing. Uh, it was a shock at first because I was like, oh, wow, that was Corey Baird that made that run and pass and finish. I feel like Corey Baird only scores really nice goals because when it gets into the, like a movement of like, hey, I passed it to your feet, his touch is sometimes off. But when it's like, oh, you don't expect him to do that, all of a sudden – he has the touch of Diego Maradona and he brings it down and then pops it over the goalkeeper. I will say I was, I knew this was going to happen because I, I had had the chance to talk to Corey Baird when he was here and he's very respect, respectful fan bases all around the league, but especially the 32 52 and him not celebrating was good. I would say for his teammates that tried to force him to celebrate, be careful because <laughs> some of those Houston guys came in hot in the North end. And I was like, Oh, they're going to start something that Corey Baird is trying to to bring down, yeah. um, but yes, uh, more su mostly surprised, very surprised. No, 
I know I I agree with the people in the chat. The fact that he did not celebrate is 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 a thing of respect, and I'm glad you alluded to that point. Look, Corey Baird at the end of the day did wear the black and gold, and and I want to see some of these young men succeed. Believe it or not, I still want to see Andre Horta succeed uh, at Braga. I still want to see uh, Christian Ramirez do his thing at Aberdeen. If you were a part of our club, you still are a part of our family. But that was pretty cool. What's that? Or not do his thing. Well, yeah, I mean, Christian well, maybe Ramirez. not necessarily against us, but at the end of the day, it's and only LA. Top scorer in the league. And well, I mean, this um, is the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, obviously that. Oh yeah, no, at Aber- and that's a, that Aberdeen has a lot of history. I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson did a lot of really good things there before he went on to Manchester United. But the fact that he, again, going back to Corey Baird, people sleep on this guy. I mean, he was phenomenal. I mean, this is a rookie of the year kind of a kid. I mean, he can do things. He just haven't he hasn't found his niche yet. He did much better as a member of LAFC under Bob Bradley's system than he ever had in Houston. And we we haven't talked about this, but Houston, after beating us, I mean, they fired their head coach and their coaching staff. Nagamura went bye-bye, and now you have Kenny Bundy, who was at the helm, turning the team around. So maybe Corey Baird is going to find himself some success. He was the player of the week in MLS last week with two assists, and he had himself a goal. So I want to see the kid do well. As long as we win, I don't give a damn, but it's cool to see Corey Baird do his thing and succeed. Do you think Corey Baird scoring a goal, do you think he'd consider that poetic justice? Not not the same way that I would think if Mark Anthony Case scored a goal against us, that would be considered poetic justice. Ah, uh, okay. What is his name? Kenny Bundy? That is not a head coach name. I'm sorry. No, that is a it high is school just, football like, player at Poke High character. that might have a brother yeah. named Al who scored four touchdowns in a single game. Uh, let me get to two you know quick what, questions. You know what, Ulysses and to... Jesse? What? Go for it. Oh, I was we, just saying, we, there's we one shout them out. That's... No, I was just going to say there's one exception for players uh, who whom we don't care for, and that's uh, Raheem Edwards. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what? I, I, I forgot. I forgot Florida, about Raheem. Yeah, he's persona non grata. That's right. And Dexter, thank you so much. Andy, I mean, Andy Nahar wasn't a player at LAFC as far as I'm concerned. So these are two players I don't even think about. So, no, you, you're right. I, I stand I stand uh, contradicted. <laughs> yeah, Raheem did score a nice goal this weekend. For, for Screw him. He did. To- I'm just saying, it's very nice. Well, you got you to gotta give credit where it's due. Uh, Gomez Jr. Nope. asks, uh, if we win the Supporter Shield, does the Champions League berth automatically go to Austin? It goes to the next highest team with points outside of the conference winners. So if that's Austin or Montreal, um, I, I don't think that's sorted completely yet. And then Neeson's asking, uh, LAFC playoff tickets, usually season ticket holders get an email closer to the end of the season to opt in. And then from there... That it will go on sale to the wide public, but you got to remember, LFC has a buy in the first round, so I think we're going to be waiting till closer, actually, into the playoffs because they got to figure out when they're going to actually start to when they're actually going to play uh, when they pick it and up. I, so. And I will and I will mention that uh, Montreal has a four point lead on Austin. So hypothetically, if LAFC are to win the Supporter Shield or Philadelphia, uh, it. But, but all right, so I, I'm sorry, I'm just thinking. Um, the only other exception could be if Montreal had won the Canadian Cup, but they didn't. Vancouver did, so it would go to Montreal. Vancouver Montreal did, has and then based on who wins MLS Cup as well, right? Yeah. Basically, at this point, you're putting all the pictures on the wall, and you got the red we'll yarn. We'll just figure it out. All back and forth. Don't wait. We'll, we'll put it all together. We'll do a little Kaiser Sose, and we'll uh, we'll figure all that out. But thank you for the fan questions or from the chat questions. This has been great. As always, it's more fun when you guys have good questions and a lot of good questions this week. Uh, let's move along to stoppage time. It's our chance to 
rant and rave about anything and everything, usually about a minute long. And uh, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll start with uh, we'll start with Philly. Uh, Philly Uh-oh. has removed the hat now, so it must be he's in serious mode. Uh, Philly, what is your stoppage time topic? And then go for it. All right, uh, it's going to be under 60 seconds. I promise not to go on a long monologue, and there's already 10 seconds. So uh, cooler heads should continue to prevail. Anytime that we have not looked at the referee, we have gone out to do really good things. Our past couple of games, Chicho got a little heated with what was happening on the pitch and at the refs, and we saw what happened. He gets the yellow card pulled out at the half, a player that we absolutely need regardless of what point of the game that we're at. And a game prior to that, we had Franco Escobar absolutely go buck wild crazy over over a foul that he had blatantly against Marco Farfan. As a result of that, that pulls Murray and him off of the line, and boom, all of a sudden, FC Dallas has a goal. These guys need to focus more along the lines of scoring goals and taking care of business. You cannot leave the games in the hands of the officials. I don't care what sport it is, whether it is football, whether it is MMA, whether it is the umpires. You need to go out there and leave, remove any reasonable doubt that you are the better team. So cooler heads should continue to prevail, and when as they do, and when they do, we end up winning. Stop looking at the zebras for answers and stop questioning them go out there focus score goals kill your opponents i don't think been a long time since uh since uh referees have worn striped shirt i don't actually think they ever really wore zebra striped shirts well they do at foot locker huh do they wait if you go to foot locker and you ask to try on a shoe do you go like size nine ref (laughs) <laughs> nah, I, I mean, I just order them online. At the end of the day, all those stores are a showcase and a showroom for Amazon. Yeah, is there still Foot Lockers? I don't even know. Finish I don't line, know. I, I don't dig- even know. If they, I there's still dig- sporting goods. You just... You I like this Foot Locker talk. You had to get it in there, huh? And <laughs> yeah. notice that I said had to get it in there. Uh, let's move on to Connor. <laughs> yeah, Connor, stop your time. What do, you, what do you got for us? Hey, we're having fun here. <laughs> we are having fun here. Uh, my stoppage time is... Slow starts in the first half won't cut it, guys, Um, especially in the playoffs. Two games left. Uh, The theme this season has been LAFC is a second-half team. LAFC substitutes who generally come in in the second half make an impact, Um, and that's been good. I mean, it's gotten us to the point where where we are in the season. Uh, There's been a small small, um, size of games in which that hasn't gone our way, where we left it too late. And the other teams are able to capitalize um, either early on or in the second half. And um, I don't know. I just have this gut feeling that going into the playoffs, we can't leave it to the second half the way we did it as recently as against Houston just just yesterday, just last night. Um, because if you're playing these quality teams who know who know what's on the line, know that it's a 90-minute game, are able to sit back, absorb pressure, and, and counter – Corey Baird did it to us. Um, that won't cut it in the playoffs. You one game, you're out. Um, so what I would like to see from this team is, you know, really just putting the game away in the first half, finish those chances, start off strong, and don't let the game even be decided in any second half going through the playoffs. Yeah, that that playoff mentality is real, as Leonardo points out. Uh, bus parking is very real in the playoffs. Uh, and when things get nervy, things get tight, uh, even going back to Philly's point, can't count on the referees for penalties in the big moments. They kind of swallow the whistle. Um, so you really got to make your own luck. Uh, and to do that, you got to finish your chances and be clinical. Uh, I think that's the best way to do it. I will take the last stoppage time topic. And mine is just a kind of reminder to everybody. And I know a lot of people in the chat know this, but this is why sports are fun. I know that we come on here and we try to uh, prognosticate about what the future is going to be. We try to give you guys... 
ideas of what's going to happen. But realistically, the best part about sports is we don't know what's going to happen. I remember just a couple of days ago, everyone telling me there's no chance that we even get, that we get close to the supporter shield. Philadelphia is winning it all. In fact, they're going to the final. And if we have to play them in the final in Philadelphia, and I'm just like, just stop. There's two games left. Uh, LAFC does control their own destiny. I don't know what's going to happen. I would be, I would not be surprised if neither LAFC or Philly went out. I would also be surprised if neither LAFC or Philly are in the final. That's the whole point of a one-game playoff in in MLS playoffs. That's why they're fun. That's why they're crazy. That's why we love and hate them. So I would say just embrace it. If you knew what was going to happen, if we could prognosticate exactly this team's going to be in the final, this team's going to be in the final. I just it wouldn't be fun. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Philly LAFC is probably the best final we could hope for because of the way the two teams play and they have been head and shoulders above, but it's MLS Cup playoffs. And I guarantee you there will be some su surprises. It's what makes this everything that we do here that much more fun. So just embrace the craziness. Sometimes it makes you cry. Sometimes it makes you laugh, but it's like you can't have hot without cold, can't have light without dark. So sports are supposed to be this way. So join me in the madness and always remember this well sometimes not for the players and coaches but there will always always be next year we're a fan of the club so even when things don't go right we always have hope next year it's like the great cubs fans that would show up day one of the season and say this might be our year and then by the second game go well there's always next year but i don't want to get too far into it but i just i'm just saying guys just enjoy <laughs> it uh these last we're going to have a little bit of a break here to catch our breath. There is a couple games going on in the international break. I believe the Galaxy are actually a part of one because they had to be rescheduled, the uh, Cali Classico. Uh, but we have a little bit of time to catch our breaths. And then, guys, it's a race to the finish. And then once the playoffs start, it's just going to get that much crazier. So buckle up, strap in, whatever you want to say. Let's let's just have fun. But I just want everyone to have fun out there. No, maybe not that far. But I want you guys to enjoy it. I want you guys mom? to embrace it. Yeah, don't don't drive yourselves crazy by trying to predict everything. Just just embrace it. No, you're you're absolutely right. And I want to add one more fun little cliche quote. You can't expect the rainbow without the rain. So sports are fun, folks. And you know what else is fun? Next time you come into Burbank, Randy's Donuts. Ooh. That's a lot of fun. Mm. Thanks, oh, thanks, for getting great. thanks for getting donuts for the whole class. Okay, well, <laughs> this has been another great episode of LFC 360. I want to thank Connor. I want to thank Philly for his props. Uh, his donuts, everything. You always bring it, Philly. I love it. I want to thank the chat. You guys brought it. I love... Uh, let's go out on a hot take. Andreas says, LAFC versus Montreal Impact final in LA. You want to talk about unpredictable. No, that's Club de Foot Montreal, not Impact. Sorry. Sorry. That's the Foot I'm, Clan my, in reality. My apologies to Joey Saputo, Wilfred Nancy, and all those guys out there in Montreal. But we're out of here, guys. Don't forget to like this video. And if you haven't, please subscribe to the to the 110 Football YouTube channel. And don't forget to follow us on social media. It's just at 110 Football on every single platform you can think of. I don't think we have a Be Real yet, though. So maybe we should get on that. But we will see you guys uh, after the international break. Or no, actually, we will be back. We'll be back Monday. We don't take breaks. That's right. 110 Football. We never take breaks. Break. We'll see you guys. LAFC 360 back next Monday, 1 p.m. So we'll see you guys then.